Welcome to Jumpstart Business Builders. My name is Deanna and I am your business coach. At Jumpstart Business Builders, we are giving small business owners the tools to grow a six-figure business through basic business development, marketing and sales strategy, and so many more future growth tools. When you have a plan to launch and grow your business, you will generate six figures in revenue and dispel the myth that you are two to three years away from getting a paycheck. This is where the foundations of a new, struggling, or aspiring business owner begins. At Jumpstart Business Builders, your success is our business. Hi, my fellow entrepreneurs. I'm so glad you're back this week. Last week, we talked about Marketing 101, like the basics behind your marketing plan and the things that you should be doing as a business. I want to start breaking that down now to help you understand the components of the pieces of your marketing plan that you need to include as a business to really push your business forward for both your current customers and potential customers. Uh, This is Deanna, your business coach over at Jumpstart Business Builders. I'm so excited to chat marketing again with you. Today, we're going to dive into your website. So that will be so fun. I believe your website is your main marketing channel that you have available to you to leverage your business, to captivate new and current clients and customers, like you need to leverage your website. So today we're going to talk about your website. If you did not catch last week's episode on Marketing 101, the five components of your marketing that you need to be leveraging, you can go back and listen to that one first and then come back to this one. In the future, we're going to talk about your blog and your email marketing and campaigns and your lead generation and your social media. For today, let's just chat about your dang website. I'm excited to be here today. I hope you are too. As a small business owner, one of the most important things to your success, uh, keeping your business open and thriving, is closing the sale. The sale doesn't just close. Like that is the result of your marketing, right? Like that doesn't just happen. There's a process that happens leading up to that sale, The sale is crucial to your growth and success. Like without sales and money coming in, you can't have a business stay open. So if you're a brand new business and you're just getting started, of course, marketing is going to be like the thing that's going to start spinning wheels, driving towards sales. But if you are not really working your marketing plan and you've been open for a while and maybe sales are declining, maybe they're not declining, but maybe they are, you need to start leveraging your marketing plan for your benefit in business, but also for your customer's benefit. We talked about that in our last episode. We talked about how uh, your marketing is not just all about you. It's for the purpose of driving value to your current customers and for retaining your current customers, as well as reaching new customers because you solve a problem for them, right? So not marketing is actually hiding information from people that you solve a problem for, right? So I'm, I'm hoping that we get to shift your, your opinion on marketing because I know marketing is kind of a dirty word to some people and they, and they hate it. <laughs> some business owners just hate marketing. I get it. It doesn't come natural for everybody. However, one of the easiest parts of your marketing plan for business owners to wrap their head around is the website. And I think it's because they don't always identify it as a marketing channel. It's just kind of like a, yeah, that's like my storefront. I've got to have a a website. So most business owners recognize the fact that they need a website, but your website is actually your main marketing channel. It is the place that is going to ultimately convert the sale and collect that money that you need to keep your business open. So you know that closing the sale is crucial. 
but you might be chasing your tail to figure out where to increase marketing efforts. And your website is that marketing asset that you need to be spending a lot of time and effort and energy on. I found this article pretty interesting over at business.com. It had talked about the fact that you have seven seconds to make a great first impression with your website. And isn't that so true? Like when you're walking into a store, it's the same thing. Like if you walk in and you can't find anything, you feel a little disoriented, you're not quite sure what they sell. Like they've got dishes on one side and then they've got a little pizza shop and then there's some ice cream and there's some coffee. And then we've got a pharmacy right in the middle. Wouldn't you be so confused if that's what you walked into? Which is why it's so important when you walk in the door of a store or a brick and mortar location that there is a sense of direction when you walk in and that you can clearly identify what they sell and um, what their products or services are, how they're going to change your life. Like, I want you to start looking for this. When you walk into a store, look for signs and advertising and the things that they place up in front of you to help transform your life, right? Like you can walk into Kohl's and you'll see how these clothes are going to make you feel like a new woman or a new man, <laughs> okay? Like that's the transformation I'm talking about. You uh, will never go to another website or store without just hearing me in the back of your head telling you to look for that messaging. So you have just a few seconds when people walk into your website. When they walk in, what do they discover? Like this becomes an area that you should not neglect. 75% of people are judging your business based on how your website looks. Isn't that crazy? Do not neglect your website. We know that having a quality website is going to be the key to converting your traffic or leads to a sale when a potential buyer lands on your website. So don't chase ideas, turn right back to your website, do the hard work on your website. And now we're gonna dive into five things that I think your website needs to have to increase sales. Number one, you need a clear and compelling header. The header is like the first thing people see when they come to your website. Like they don't even have to scroll. It's the first thing that pops up when they get to your website. An effective website is going to clearly communicate to a buyer why they need your product or service and how to buy it. A potential buyer needs to know these things when they first arrive at your website and they get to that header. Like right when they see that header, they need to see what you sell, how it will transform their life, and how to buy it. One of the biggest mistakes made on websites is assuming that people know what you sell and how to buy it. Your header can actually clearly explain this and buyers need your products or services and they are here because you solve a problem for them. And if you make this complicated, like don't make this complicated. Do not make it hard for me to give you my money, okay? Number two, use attention grabbing call to actions. What do I mean by that? A call to action is a visual prompt on your website that is going to direct buyers to take action. So that button should stand out. Like the brightest color in your brand board should be like the brightest colors that you have. Let's say you have like a yellow or an orange or a green or whatever. Like your call to action button needs to stand out. It should be the brightest or darkest or you know, um, most standoutish color. I don't know if that's a word or not, but the most standoutish color that you have in your brand board, use that color for your call to action buttons. So the purpose of your website is to transition a lead to a buyer. So you have to communicate to the buyer, click here, like right here, this is where I need you to click and then you're gonna buy the thing. But just saying something like click here or contact us, just required your potential buyer to burn way too many calories to figure out your buying process. 
Call to actions like learn more or get started, they're not necessarily bad, but they are very generic. Like a generic call to action just might not incite the emotional response that your buyer needs to experience when they're making a buying decision. And this is actually very risky. It's, it could result in no action taken at all, right? So sometimes you might be, be trying to be too simple in your call to action. And by being too simple, they didn't take action at all. So I like to think of a call to action as an invitation to dance with my products or services. As a customer, I might feel like I'm going to have to drag you out to the dance floor with me with call to actions like learn more, click here, contact us, like bleh. Here's the thing, like if I'm ready to hit the freaking dance floor or buy impulsively for that matter, I might just go to another business that's ready for my money or that maybe is ready to dance with me. (laughs) Your call to action buttons reflect a confidence in your product or service. So seriously, don't miss the mark here. A poorly crafted call to action could negatively affect your marketing performance and that will directly affect your bottom line. So depending on the type of call to action that you're creating, consider words or phrases that are actually going to push them to take action. Get the download. Register here. Here's the thing. If I'm here for a membership, I just want to register. I want to buy it. Like, don't tell me to contact you. I don't want to chat with you. I want to buy the freaking thing. So there is some research, some killer call to actions that are going to actually transform that person's thought process into, I need to buy that. Get the scoop, set up your first appointment, like whatever it is, it needs to be so specific. What do they need to do to buy from you? What do they need to do to take action with your product or service? That is the call to action you need them to take. So despite popular belief about blogging, it's not dead. Let's look at number three, drive traffic to your website with a blog. We talked about this in our last episode. We talked about how your website and your blog can be your major marketing channel that is driving traffic. Your blog will drive traffic to your website. And that is a place where you really get to nurture somebody towards a sale. So again, despite popular belief, blogging isn't dead. Blogging has actually just evolved. It is true that blogging is harder than it once was. So there are currently more than 600 million blogs on the internet and over 5,700 blog posts published every minute. But don't let that keep you from generating quality content for your audience. Because remember, your audience is relying on you to drive value to them, to speak to them, to share about your industry and the information related to your industry. And they're relying on you. So you have people in your direct influence realm that are relying on you to share that. Don't just say somebody else has already taken care of it. They're actually relying on your voice to tell them. So the purpose of your blog is to build a relationship between your company and your audience, and it creates more engagement with your website. And that allows potential buyers to connect with your brand and your products and your services. And so a blog really is crucial as it's going to prove to be the most important source that drives traffic to your website. And what's nice about a blog is that when you're blogging, you're able to consistently put new content out there and that shows the Google world or the internet world that you are actively working your website and staying current with content. And that's a pretty big deal to the algorithms for sure. So let's talk really quick about the main purposes of your blog because we can go wrong here too. I mean, you could end up just putting a bunch of content out that doesn't do anything for you. So what exactly does your blog need to serve? Like what is the purpose of your blog? A few of those things are to com- to communicate information or insights with readers about your industry or your niche or your area of expertise. 
is going to answer questions as it relates to your business or your area of expertise. A way to find uh, some of these questions that you can answer with your blog is to search them. What questions are people asking you as it relates to your product or service? I want you to Google those questions and see what blogs or articles have been written about that topic. And you are going to go write those in your own words with your own experience and your own expertise. The next one is that they can educate and inform and even inspire readers about your industry. They can encourage and motivate people to connect with your brand. They also position you as the expert. So here's the thing. People rely on your expertise and your voice to tell them, like, you are their influencer and they have questions and concerns and they need information and they want to know more. And a blog is a great place to do that without them having to, like, text you or call you because you don't have all day to sit on the phone and talk about these things. Put that blog post out. Now you can share it with thousands instead of two or three. So you were able to position yourself as the expert in your industry. You can actually use your blog posts to directly sell your products or services. So create posts about each product or service that you offer and talk about that product or service as it relates to their transformation and how it will help your ideal buyer or customer. It also allows you to overcome objections about your products or services. So if somebody says, I'm going to use a Christian school, for example, that we have done some work for here in Casper, Wyoming, Casper Christian School, we uh, did a launch for them. It's been just over two years ago. And One of the biggest objections is that private school is so expensive. So how would you answer that objection or overcome that objection in a blog post? You would write a blog post. I'm just going to use this as an example, not to say that they have. You would write a blog post that says, invest in your child's education or invest in your child's faith, invest in your student's faith. So when you write that, the next time somebody says, gosh, I would love to be able to afford private school for my student, but I just can't. It's it's very expensive. You can now copy and paste that link to that article and you can come back to that person. You can say, you know what? I understand how that feels. Um, writing a check every single month for private education is very scary. Here's an article that can help you understand how investing in your child's faith may be one of the greatest investments you'll ever make. I mean, I just kind of made that up on the fly, but that is one way that you can overcome objections about your products or services. So take the most common objections and answer them the same way that you would answer them if you were converting that sale in person. But you're going to do that via a blog post. And guess what? That blog post gets to keep working for you over and over and over. Okay. Building a blog just takes time, right? Like this is the reason most people don't invest in this for their businesses because it takes time and you're busy just trying to run the day-to-day of your business, right? But I do believe that you should take the time out of your week. When you first start writing blog posts, they can take about eight to 10 hours to write. But as you practice and you get used to using the systems to create your blog post and implementing the SEO and the strategies and the links behind the scenes of your blog posts that need to be done, you're going to get faster and faster and faster at it. So don't let those first couple of blog posts discourage you. Start gaining a system for writing your blog posts to help you get faster and faster at it. And I can guarantee you will. The thing is though, relying on your blog to increase sales immediately, don't do that. (laughs) So a blog is something that actually starts working for you over time. Um, This is not something that you write one or two blog posts and go, okay, I did it. Um, Blogging actually requires consistency and quality. It's going to take 
depending on how often you blog, it could take up to three to six months to really start seeing some results and some traffic to your website from your blog. And that's if you're blogging not as often. As a business owner, I suggest blogging once a week, but I understand the time restraints behind that. If nothing else, start with one or two blogs a month so you can just start gaining some consistency there. That's really what the internet world is looking for, is consistency in your blog posts. If you can commit to one blog post a month, I want you to commit to one blog post a month. So the less you blog, the longer it's going to take to see some traction from your blog. If you blog every week, you're going to see traction faster. If you blog every day, you're going to see it even, even faster, right? There are some new tools out. The AI tools are pretty incredible. So check out ChatGPT AI tools, and it will help you to come up with tons of topics to write and blog about. I know there is some fear over AI and we will go into that in future episodes, but I actually don't want you to be scared of it. I actually think it could be very beneficial to the time that you have to put into these types of marketing channels. You just don't have all the time in the world and this is actually going to save you a ton of time. In a future episode, we'll talk a little bit about how you can maximize AI for your marketing efforts, but still add your voice and your expertise and your influence to those writings so that you don't take away the feel of what it's like to do business with you and give that over to what you feel may be a robotic answer or solution to the posts and the content that you're creating. So we will talk about that in the future, but check out ChatGPT. I have a number of clients that are using it right now and absolutely love it. I think that you will too. It's super easy to use and I think that you will absolutely love working with that program, especially for helping you to build your marketing campaigns and strategies. The next one is to generate leads and build your email list. Have you ever heard of the marketing rule of seven? The marketing rule of sevens states that a potential customer must see a message at least seven times before they will take action. This marketing principle was developed back in the 1930s by the movie industry, believe it or not. It was thorough research that the movie industry had discovered that potential ticket holders needed to see the movie posters at least seven times before they would even buy a ticket. So if the marketing rule of sevens was pertinent in the 1930s, how much more necessary do you think this is with advancing technology? And it's too often that business owners will put information out one or two times. They're like, nobody wants it. Like nobody's liking my post or nobody's clicking on it. And I just don't think anybody wants it. But if we recall to ourselves that they need to see this information at least seven times before they're going to make a buying decision or before they're going to make a decision to do business with you, how much more information do we need to be putting out that is consistent about our products and our services that we feel like we're being annoying with, but in reality, not everybody is seeing everything that we put out everywhere. So we need to keep that consistency moving out and moving forward with our marketing messaging because they might need to see your poster seven times before they decide to do business with you. So it's so true. In this day and age of technology and advancing technology, some of these numbers have greatly increased. They're actually saying that you might need up to 28 touch points. 28 touch points before people are actually going to buy. So there is ways that you can increase sales by creating multiple touch points with your prospective customers. First though, you need to collect email addresses. You're going to do that with a lead generator. And if you go back to our previous session, Marketing 101, we go into some details about what you can create for a lead generator. But ultimately, your lead generator is 
something on your website that collects an email address and in exchange you give them something of value as it relates to your product or service. And when you give them that, you collect the email address and you're going to take that email address and you're now going to what I call work that email address with email campaigns and automations. So long gone are the days of newsletters, and this is no longer going to work well for generating leads. Like you can't just have a thing that pops up that says, get our newsletter. Nobody wants more junk mail. Nobody wants more things in their email inbox. And so when you tell them that you're going to send them a newsletter, that's what people receive. Maybe your newsletter actually does contain a lot of great information and a ton of value, but that word newsletter just tells them they're signing up to get more junk mail. So nobody is actually signing up to get more junk mail. But if you offer them five ways to lose weight naturally or five shakes you can drink first thing in the morning when you're on a gluten-free diet or things that you can do to drive success into your business. I'm literally thinking of some things right here off the fly. A six-part framework to generate your first $100,000 in your business. Like Those are the things that people want to click on because they're like, oh, I want to know how to do that. I mean, I'm seeing so many lead generators out right now that are 27 emails for your email campaign to drive sales towards your new course or whatever. They're not worded like that, but those things, those are the kinds of things people are clicking on. Social media templates, 52 social media templates to install in your business today. I mean, people are like, yeah, I'm going to download that for free. And guess what? They're going to give you their email address. So again, go away from newsletters. If you're just using newsletters to build your email list, it's just not going to work for you anymore. I'm not saying you shouldn't have a newsletter. What I am saying is you need to use something different, a free webinar. Like, let me give you a free 30-minute session on the six-part framework to grow your small business. And then from there, I can nurture you towards a sale, right? But there is going to be value to that free 30 minutes. Like, I'm going to give you the six-part framework. I'm not going to go into detail and tell you how to do it yet, but I am going to give you that six-part framework so you can go and start driving value to your business and increasing your sales and driving people to your website through that 30 minute session. Like I want to give you what I need to give you to get you started on your own. And we're going to do that for free and collect the email address. So just remember that your lead generator should have at least a $20 value or more if you offer a higher end product or service. So Just keep that in mind if you didn't listen to the last session. Giving your email address away is similar to exchanging money. And keep that in mind when you create your lead generator. You need to use lead generators that are effective and that people, in a sense, would exchange money for. It is a very emotional process. I know it sounds silly, but it is very emotional to give away our email address just like it is to give away a dollar bill. Like the same emotions are tied to that. And it's so important to know that when you are asking for an email address, I want you to be like in your customer's head saying they are going to have to give me their email address. Like they're going to get emotional about giving me their email address. So I need to give them something that they really, really, really need. Checklists, free webinar keynotes, trials, like a free seven-day trial, reusable worksheets, interactive tools or assessments, a free session, whatever it is, collect the lead so you can start nurturing that email address through your email marketing, building a relationship with them because relationships are key to your sales and business success. So through the nurturing email automations and campaigns, you're going to be able to increase those touch points. And in this, again, in this day and age of technology, you're going to need up to 28 exposures to effectively build trust and communicate your products and services to convert a lead to a sale. The next one, number five, 
increase engagement and conversions with video. Video is a necessity, hear me. Video is necessary. It is a necessity in today's marketing strategies. However, most business owners are not taking advantage of the value of video. And this relational tool will hands down, hands down, increase your sales. But people are so scared to use video. Some people are not comfortable on video. Can I just tell you to start practicing? I want to tell you about uh, a past client of ours that has a, they're, they're realtors. And when I first met them less than a year ago in May of last year, they had mentioned to me that they were kind of scared to use video and they had attempted to use a few videos in the past and they didn't love them. They thought they were awkward on camera and they just ditched those videos and deleted them. And I believe that was the worst thing they could have done. I want you to start somewhere. I want you just to jump on that video and just start. And when you do, I'm going to promise you that if the video was really, really bad, nobody watched it past three seconds anyway. But let it keep stirring up those algorithms for you. Don't delete those videos. Keep practicing. Keep showing up on video. Whatever you're writing in your blog content, I want you to put back into a video form of three minutes or less and just start practicing with video. So most people are not taking advantage of the value of video. And this relational tool will actually increase your sales. But aside from incredible things that video will do to increase traffic to your websites, it's like the most effective way to humanize you as a business owner. So remember, everything is online and digitalized today. And people are feeling so disconnected from the online world, but at the same time, they feel connected. It's kind of like they've been following somebody for so long that they believe that this person is their friend when they've never even actually met them, right? So that is like the ability that social media and video have to work for you in your marketing plan. So people love doing business with real life people, no matter what, no matter what you sell, they love doing business with real life people. And video allows you to come to life. Video helps them to hear your voice and see your face and watch your expressions and feel like they have literally shaken hands with you. Maximizing your potential with video content is going to allow people to visually understand your company. Like this is going to bring a new awareness to your company and your brand. It's it's seriously a way to generate increased traffic and sales. So here's a couple ways that video is going to help you to increase sales on your greatest asset, which is your website. Of course, your videos should always be on social media as well, but you need to start planting video into your website. Here is a few ways that video is going to help you to increase your sales. It's fast and convenient way to share about your product or service. It builds trust with your followers, increases video to your website. Like hear that, just like a blog, video is going to increase the visitors to your website. It improves website retention and keeps people on your website longer. It improves SEO strategies, search engine optimization. So if you're not familiar with SEO, we will talk about that in future episodes as well. Search engine optimization is key to getting people to your website. You've got to be able to optimize your words and key phrases on your website so that people can find you. And it encourages shoppers to engage with your brand, which helps with your ranking of your business, website, and blogs. So according to HubSpot, 75% of consumers would rather watch a video than read short form content. So if you're not taking advantage of video on your website, you could just be losing readers altogether. 
I do believe it's still important to have that blog and to have that content because that's actually working for you on the internet side of things. But if you truly want people to engage with your content, you may need that video to come alongside your blog post. So if you're not taking advantage of video on your website, here are some ways that you can put video content to work for you and increase your sales. You can embed the videos into your social posts. You can link video content from your blog posts and you can add video to your email marketing campaigns. These are some great ways to take those videos and multi-purpose those videos. Your business is relying on the marketing and sales efforts that you are making in your company. Whether you're a new business, a struggling business, or you were thinking about starting a business, it's important for you to know some of the best ways to leverage your marketing efforts so that you can get your business wheels turning as quickly as possible. I do know how frustrating it is to feel like you are wasting time and money, especially when you don't see some of these things working for you right away. However, I want you to know that I have 20 years behind me in marketing and sales, and the strategies that I've given to you today are continuing to improve and evolve. They are not dying. So hear me out on that, okay? One thing that we do know for sure is that video in your marketing strategy is going to impact your bottom line. So make sure that you are installing these things into your website. Video needs to be a part of what you're doing here. I hope this helps. Remember your website is your main marketing channel. You need to maximize on your website. This is one of the first things that you need to improve on before you jump the gun on anything else. Get back to your website, start maximizing that marketing channel to start really working for you. And remember, word of mouth is a pretty big deal, but when somebody hears about your product or service, guess where they're going to go back to see what you have to offer, to understand what you have to offer, to learn more about your business, it's going to be at your website. So go leverage your website, make sure that your website is working for you and not against you. Make sure that you have that clear and compelling header, make sure that your call to actions are grabbing, that people know how to do business with you and how to buy your product. Get your blog added and start blogging on your website and get a, get a lead generator added to your website right away so you can start collecting email addresses. Even if you don't have your email marketing system up and running yet, that's okay. Start generating those leads, if nothing else, so you can be storing them and preparing for your email marketing campaigns. Signing off again this week, it was fun to dive in a little bit deeper to your marketing plan. I am your coach, Deanna at Jumpstart Business Builders. It's been a pleasure this week and we will see you next week. Thank you for tuning into today's session. I am thankful for small business owners just like you that have a heart to change the world with your products and services. For more support in your business ventures, visit jumpstartbb.com. As always, I hope you have identified something that you can implement right away to take your business to the next level. Until next time, signing off, your coach, Deanna.